0: I come up from the outskirts of West London, where all you needed for a teenage party was a copy of Motown Chartbusters Volume 3, or the Rocksteady Collection, Tighten Up Volume 2. To get the full effect, you had to add a Watney's Party 7, a can of beer, just one pint shy of a gallon, and a bottle of advocate for mixing with lemonade to make snowballs for the girls because they were dead sophisticated. In my attempt to fit in at an all-boys school in side, I seemed to never get around to mentioning that I liked working in a coal mine. Thankfully, we were past the usual trials of strength and that attend the arrival of a new pupil in a school. The worst of it was me being skidded endlessly about my supposed cockney accent. As far as I was concerned, I'd inherited the Northern A from my parents, rendering glass and grass, rather than the Southern in gross, my classmate would only hear of me reading my buck in my rum because I didn't say buke or room with a roller R. Ever since, I've been able to change my speaking voice as the occasion demands it. It was all pretty harmless stuff. A couple of us soon found that we shared the common hallowed ground behind the goal of the cup at Anfield for Liverpool FC home games. The rest of the time, we sat around listening to the new acoustic music coming out of Laurel Canyon. I managed to talk a couple of my new pals out of an unhealthy fascination with the music of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. A lot of the best music tourists came no nearer than Manchester, which was 40 miles away. If you wanted good tickets, you'd have to get up around dawn, sag off school, and catch an early morning train to be first in line at the box office. On one such outing, we saw James Taylor with Carol King opening for him, but either had to miss the final number or our last train home Occasionally, a tour would play Liverpool Stadium, a dank boxing venue that didn't always have the blood washed off the seats. I once saw Loudon Wainwright III hold the place in rapt attention with just an acoustic guitar and a song about a deceased skunk, but then the place definitely had that air about it in the early spring. 1791, it was announced that the Rolling Stones were coming to Liverpool to play two shows in one night. This was a month or so before the release of Sticky Fingers and immediately before they went into the French tax exile that yielded exile on Main Street. On the day the shows went on sale, overslept, by the time I got to the Empire Theatre, most of the pupils from my school and several others in the inner city were wound around the block, two or three deep, queuing for tickets. I affected teenage indifference and had the following conversation with myself and my head to falling Stones. Yeah, they're probably past it. And I decided to spend the money I'd save on a record instead. All of which would be a good story if the record I purchased had been something more inspiring and enduring than Volunteers by Jefferson Airplane.